0: say the game is getting old, Monday morning and your coffee's cold, life is not what you want it to be, you need another chance to be who you want to be, yeah, you say that things don't ever change.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to A New Direction, my name is Jay Izzo and I know I say it every week, I have another great show, but the fact of the matter is I do because I have another great guest. Oh. Um, my friends, my dear friends, you're gonna love this guest. His name is Greg George. He is the franchise guru. He is a franchising expert. He's the franchising whisperer. If you have ever wanted to get into franchises or considered about, you know, should I buy into a franchise? I am telling you, this is the time that you need to be checking in because this this guy, Greg George, who I'm gonna to talk to today about franchises is going to be able to tell you all the ins and outs about what it's going to take for your, if you want to get in, if you want to invest, I'm telling you, this guy is going to tell you the the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, the awesome, and how amazing it can be. And I am just telling you that if you're interested in buying into a franchise, great. George is going to help you today. And so uh, for my Facebook Live folks, um, and if you've got questions about franchising, please feel free to ask a question as Greg's going along, and I'll try to pass those questions along to Greg during the show. But before we do that, let's do what we do every week, and let's check in with you as to how you're doing in the four areas of your life. You know, I believe that we are four-part people. I believe that we are physical people, and mental people, and emotional people, and spiritual people. And so every week, I like to check in with you and find out on a scale of one to 10, where are you at right now? right this moment right now and the point being is whatever that number is one being miserable 10 being great whatever that number is it's not a question of getting you to the 10 immediately today but it's a question of getting you to wherever your number is to that next number and what do you need to change in order to do that so let's let's jump in right okay physically how you doing physically today right you feel good You know, have you been exercising, taking care of your body, eating right, putting the right things into your body, not putting the bad things into your body? How have you been doing on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding. How would you say you are physically today? All right. Got that number? Okay. Awesome. Good. Whatever that number is, now I want you to start thinking about what do you need to change to get to the next number? What what is it that you need to change to get to that next number of whatever that number is physically? All right. Okay, maybe it's put the fork down, <laughs> you know, maybe it's taking extra walk, maybe it's getting into the gym, maybe, maybe, you know what, you, you made this new year's resolution that you were going to get into the gym, and then you chose not to get into the gym, and already you're, we, get back there, okay? All right, so whatever your number is on physically, scale of one to 10, that's your first number. All right, second number, let's talk about where are you got scale of one to 10, where are you at mentally, one being Miserable, miserable. Ten being outstanding. Where are you at mentally? And when I mean mentally here, is what are you feeding your mind? Okay. What are the good things you're feeding your mind? What we're going to be talking to Greg George here in a little bit, and he's he is a master franchiser, and he's going to talk about franchises. But one of his names on Instagram is called uh, I Am Mister Positive. Okay. I mean, he is Mister Positive, right? Because he's always feeding his mind with really good things and it's really important that you feed your mind good things. And let's keep in mind that your brain is is two halves. You've got the left side, which is your biological side, and you've got the right side that's your creative side. So what are you doing to feed both sides of your brain? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you learning? Right? Those are the things that are critical to your mental your mental state and to your mental side of your life. All right. So on that scale of one to ten how are you doing all right. Third area of your life emotionally how are you doing emotionally what do i mean by that well how well are you able to control your emotions we call it the emotional intelligence or emotional quotient and that is do the little things tick you off right is it is it can you get upset really easy over small things right do you have a long fuse or a short fuse right and and emotions are so much about intention right i mean because Just because something happens to you does not mean that you have to respond in a particular way, all right? You could kick me in the shins, okay, and it may hurt, but I don't have to respond to you in a hurtful way. I can respond to you in a dozen different ways. And the more that we're in control of our emotions, the better we are at dealing with life and the, the things that happen in life. Also, the other part of the emotional side of you on that scale of one to ten, one being miserable, ten being outstanding. The other side about the emotional side of your life is how well are you able to relate to other people's emotions? It, we're emotional people, folks. You know, emotions drive behavior. A lot of people don't realize that, but you know, every purchase that we make is emotionally driven. On some level we're emotionally driven to make a purchase and you go Jay that's just not true I am telling you toilet paper is an emotional decision and you go stop it I'm I'm telling you (laughs) it is listen if you've if you've ever been in a bathroom stall and there's been no toilet paper it gets emotional okay it gets emotional (laughs) doesn't it so where are you at emotionally and then finally the fourth area of your life is where are you at spiritually you know, and what I mean is, what is it? What is it that gives you peace in your life? What is it that keeps you centered? What is it that is outside of yourself that you rely on? That that gives you a sense of wholeness. All right, right. And and some people will say, well, I don't believe in God. And okay, fine. Well, maybe you believe in nature, or maybe you believe in karma, maybe you believe in something else. I don't know. But whatever it is, you maybe you believe in nature. I don't know. Whatever it may be, is it something that gives you a sense of peace? That's beyond you because there's so much that we can't explain with science, and there's so much that we can't explain by sight. So there is the spiritual realm. Whether you want to believe or not, there is a spiritual realm that we believe in, that we rely on, that we have a faith in. Sometimes it's sometimes we even make ourselves our own gods, and we believe in what we do. Okay, and so so where are you at spiritually? Scale of one to ten, one being miserable, ten being great. Okay, so. Now, I want you, got four numbers, I want you to think of those as, each number as a leg of a table that you eat from, all right, and some of the, and and, you know, you want to eat on a table that's fairly even, but you also want to eat at a table at the right height, so if your numbers are really, really low, it's very hard to have a nutritious lifestyle, When when I mean nutritious, I mean a healthy lifestyle that's full of balance, Right and so I want you to be able to find a way to get to the next level to bring that raise that table up and raise it up evenly Okay All right, so you've got your numbers. That's awesome So I want to talk about our next guest because I got to tell you I am so excited We've become I have to be honest about Greg because Greg and I are becoming better friends I'm not saying that we are best friends but we are becoming better friends. And I have fallen in love with this man because of his journey and because of who he is, and I love successful people, and I know that he's a he's a man of great, not only great success, but he's a giving human being that wants to give back. So let me introduce you to him. Great George is the founder of Emerging Franchises. Uh, he has been in the franchise game for over 15 years. He's built $6 million national and international franchise companies, and he's currently a stakeholder or developer in over 15 national brands. His areas of expertise in franchising are the legal side, the franchising agreement, the real estate side, securing locations, brand development, all things marketing. Uh, he does funding, making sure that the banks are lined up. He does the training, making sure that there is the training in place to make sure that you're successful. He does the franchise development, meaning handling all the aspect of recruiting qualified franchise partners, developing relationships and creating momentum for the brands that, that, that he helps build. He is a 57-year-old single father of three sons and two English bulldogs. He says he's a beach bum, but he's not. He's, he's more than that. He is one of the most positive thinking people uh, that I know. Uh, he, he says he's a recovering alcoholic, and I think we're coming up on his anniversary, and I'm so proud of him. And then he is a resident of Carolina Beach, and he's about to move into his 52-foot boat that he lives on. I'm telling you. This man is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to A New Direction. And Greg, please welcome to A New Direction. Welcome here. Thanks so much, Jay. Uh, And folks, by the way, uh, Greg is brought to you today by... Uh, by inline business brokers and advisors and so if you are uh, a business owner when it comes time to sell your business and uh, you know you're going to if that's a business for you um, contact the professionals at inline business brokers and advisors you can find out more information by going to inline.com that's e n l i g n.com and they are bringing you uh, Greg George today here on a new direction so, Greg, uh, I get a lot of people who ask me about franchising, right? And 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 help help the listeners understand what what is the difference between a franchise business and maybe running my own business from the start.
2: Well, uh, first of all, there's two kinds of businesses. One's just a you know a self-started business, and one is a franchise. Opportunity. Most people don't know that ninety percent of all the businesses in the U.S. are franchise locations. So, with a franchise, you know it's not like you're reinventing the wheel. You are joining a brand that has already went through the trials and tribulations of building their business. They have systems and procedures in place. They have marketing and branding in place. They have all the tools to take a. a, a person, a husband and wife, an investor group, and allow them to replicate their successful system. So there's a big difference. You know, uh, a lot of the restaurants out there, they fail quite often, but the majority, 90% of the franchise restaurants do not fail.
1: Really? 90%. That's amazing. That's the number. Wow. That's amazing. Now, you've been doing this, you've been doing this for a long time. And you've seen the good the bad and the ugly uh, franchises if if you were to if we if you were just to give some advice and say okay I I've been thinking about franchising what would be the first thing you would say to somebody who's even thinking about going into a franchise business
2: well my expertise is in the food game but it's relative to all these types of service businesses and things like that typically You know, especially in the restaurant business. I I tell people you gotta have eight things. And this 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 is the same for about any business almost. That's a retail establishment. You gotta have a great name. Okay. If if the brand does not have a recognizable name, it's not gonna make it. You've gotta have a great product or great food if you're in the restaurant business. Whatever it is that you're involved in, it's gotta be great. Okay. It can't be half baked. Number three, if it's a retail environment, it has to be aesthetically pleasing mm. to people. You've got to have a great location, you know, a great spot. Come in, clean, um, you know, pleasing to the eye. Right. Uh, number four, and same with any business, you must provide superior customer service, almost legendary. Mm. And number six and seven are very important. You've got to have low labor costs to run that business, and you have to have low product or food cost to run that business, or you will not make any money. And number seven and eight are equally important. You've got to have a great location. The only thing anybody, much less a franchisor, cannot fix or outrun is a bad location because normally people personally guarantee these spaces. And if you go out of business, you've got to keep paying the rent. And the last thing, especially in the world today, you've got to be a savage. You've got to be a guerrilla marketer. Mm-hmm. You've got to realize that people are no longer watching television, listening to the radio, reading newspapers, or thumbing through a magazine. They're staring at their smartphone. Mm-hmm. And if you're not very savvy on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, YouTube, and other social media venues, you're
1: dead. Yeah, you know, I, I want to tell. I want, I keep telling people. People say, "Well, why did you do this podcast thing?" Because the podcast industry is growing by the billions. I, I don't mean, and when I, I mean billions of dollars a year, this industry because people can consume my show. You know, a new direction. They can consume it whenever they want to consume it, and because it's topical, they can consume whatever topic they want. And I tell people all the time. You have got to be savvy in this game. You've got to be so savvy in social media and other marketing avenues. And you, you've got to be current. And, and I think, I don't care what business you're in, I think one of the things, number eight, I think is a real shortcoming for people. I, I think sometimes, and you've probably experienced this, Greg, where people will buy into the franchise and they think, well, that's all uh, I need all
0: to do. Time.
2: That's it. That's a great point, Jay. That's a very, you know, it's up to the franchisor to make sure they have their act together and provide the franchise partners with adequate, you know, marketing branding materials. But that's it. People, I've seen it over my uh, 17 years in the game. I've seen so many brands, you know, you go and you invest $350,000 for a a restaurant concept, you get everything fancied up, get all your staff, everything's together. And then you think, well, that's all I got to do. i mean show up. No, you've got to not only run that business, you've got to build that business. You've got to market that business on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. Isn't this, isn't this kind of the misnomer? Maybe, you know, maybe sometimes when it comes to franchising that sometimes people buy into the franchise because they believe it's easier then you know building your own business. Do they? Do you find that people fall into that trap they, easily? They do, and you know
2: I say this with no disrespect. Some people buy a job. I'm just being
0: real. <laughs> uh,
2: they buy a job, and you've got to have. You know I tell people you got to have two things to get involved with what I do, or a brand that I'm talking about.
0: Sure.
2: The passion and the resources, mm. and we'll do the rest. Mm -hmm. But you do this is work. This is not you invest and put your kid in there Uh, the people who do that it normally doesn't work out Jay, right?
1: Yeah, so I I've always been curious about this whole franchise thing because I I have friends who have done franchises food franchises and uh, you know, I have a friend who has a number of a uh, restaurant, you know larger restaurant across the country and they own their franchises in the Midwest and the West coast. And they have a lot of them. I'm And I don't mean like, I'm not talking about one, two or three of them. They, they own, you know, like say 30, 40 or 50 of them, right. Of one particular franchise that they have up and down these areas or more. And they, they love it. They, they love it because they love the, they love the concept. They fell in love with the concept. They find the location And as you said, which is so extraordinarily important, locations are so important, they love the concept and they've been able to make it work. And they're passionate about it, which I think is is interesting that you said that because I don't think people can be successful in this franchise business. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Greg, but I don't think you could be very successful if you're not passionate about the product that you're trying to sell.
2: You gotta be be drinking the Kool-Aid or
1: it won't work. Yeah, Yeah. When you when you start you know talking to investors who are interested in pursuing a franchise business, when you when you do you do you interview them in terms of their sense of passion for whatever industry they're looking at?
2: Uh, I mean, I learned a long time ago, but the key to my success has been I do very little talking. I want to know what these people are about. I definitely investigate them as they're investigating the brand. You know, what are you really looking to accomplish here? Mm. Is this a lifestyle you're looking for? Are you wanting to build an empire? Are you looking to do one location and you and your wife will be happy with that the rest of your life? Mm. Or do you want to own 50? Mm. And, you know, I just evaluate the people and they share the information and open up But you know, I definitely can tell, you know, in 30 minutes if somebody has got to go on and on one and they have passion about owning their own business and at and what level. Right.
1: You know, I know that you deal mostly with, you know, franchise restaurants. That's typically what you work with. And, you know, there's always been a part of me that has said, oh, you know, maybe someday I want to do my own restaurant. And then I talk myself out of it because I remember how hard... It was to be in the restaurant business for 12 years just as a manager while I was working my way through college and grad school. And I I, I have a friend who has his own restaurant, and he's there all the time. I mean, there has to be a level of commitment to this you've, you've got to be committed to. It's not just the passion. There's a level of commitment, right? I mean, because it's his work.
2: It's some of the hardest work I've ever done myself or known anybody to do it's long hours you know i do uh steer towards lifestyle concepts because you know i have a lifestyle and uh the brands that i work with uh, most of them allow people a lifestyle several of them allow someone to close their business at two or three in the afternoon. Right. So, you know, it just depends on the individual, what they're, you know, if you're a family man and have five kids, I wouldn't talk to you about being in the bar business or anything along those lines. I would talk to you about a lunch and breakfast concept where you
1: close the doors at three o'clock so you can pick up your children at school. Right. Yeah. That's a great point too, is that you have to be really pay attention to what your own lifestyle is and, and, and also Help, help the listener understand here that what's, how does the money, you know, the money making part of it, right? The income, you know, what, you know, how does that work for the investor? Do I have to wait? Is it going to be something where I'm going to be breaking even for the first year? Am I going to make money in the first year? Is it going to take three years before this starts rolling? What do you generally see in terms of income producing in terms of franchises?
2: Jay, one of the things that you got to be very careful of in the world of franchising, the FTC has certain guidelines and rules. You can't make financial claims to right. prospects. Right. So I just want to, in full disclosure, I'm sure. not selling any franchises No, here no, today. no, 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 no. But, but the bottom line. Let me just take a, just a couple moments and tell you kind of how it works. Okay. You get into franchising, you pay a franchise fee that ranges anywhere from Twenty-five thousand dollars to say for McDonald's fifty thousand. Let's just use those numbers. But the average is about twenty-five thousand. So you pay that franchise fee to obtain that franchise, the systems and procedures, the marks, uh, everything, and in a particular territory. And then whatever kind of business it is, you have to invest money to whether it be if it's a retail shoe store, you got to get all the shoes. And the racks and the counters and the cash register on the sign-out front. If it's a restaurant, you get a restaurant equipment package, furniture, signage, boom, bada-bing, that. Uh, So you have to put money to establish that. And then you have to spend money to get the business up via construction, meaning make the build-out. So, you know, restaurants, uh, a sandwich shop is, subways, three hundred grand open on Let's just use that as an example. Okay so uh you, you invest that money and you pay royalties and the royalties are anywhere from five to seven percent okay. and most companies nowadays they just they just swipe your bank account every Wednesday for five to seven percent. That's how franchises make money huh. is the royalties so they're a five they're to seven percent partner. they show you how to do it and support you. Got it. Normally with franchising, you also contribute to marketing. You know, you got to have videos and images and right. ads and different things. So there's a, normally a one that Subway, I think, charges 3% on advertising because they, you know, spend a lot of money.
0: Right. Sure.
2: So that's kind of the money. You know, a restaurant's typically 200000 to $500,000 to get one open. Right. But how do you make money? Well, you you – Remember I said low food cost and low labor cost. Right. If you're a guerrilla market, you get the customers to come in. Right. And let's just say you've got a twenty five percent food cost and a twenty percent labor cost, that's forty five percent. then you have rent and insurance and different things. But you know, in the franchising game, it all varies. I mean, McDonalds, if they make ten percent on a three million dollar store, that's what they're aiming for. But, you know, the smaller restaurant concepts and things like that if you know, the percentages are higher if the food cost and labor costs are lower. So you could be looking at 18 to 20 plus percent return on your investment mm. and you can't get that out of bank. You just can't. It. So how, how quick you get your money back, it depends on what brand you're with. Right. Uh, if it's hot, if it's or if it's just something that's dated and been around a while, but a good solid investment. Right. You know, depending people borrow money for three to five years. Some people don't borrow any money, but sure. typically six months to a year and you're in the green. You're in, you know, you're in the black, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, so getting the return on your investment, it depends on how much your investment is and, you know, what's your, you know, if you got a bank note, those kinds of things. But, you know, this isn't a five-year program or three years and you don't make any money. You yes. should be cashed on three to six months into a franchise.
1: Uh, Well, you're not putting any any money into the business. Got it. We're we're talking with Greg George. He is a franchise master, and uh, he's owner and founder of EmergingFranchises.com. You need to check him out. It's EmergingFranchises.com. He also has a Facebook page as well. And uh, just outstanding knowledge. The guy is one of the most knowledgeable guys I know about when it comes to franchising and franchising businesses. And he's brought to us today by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. Uh, Inline Business Brokers and Advisors have literally helped thousands of clients in the sale and purchase of businesses. When it's time to sell your business, contact the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more at inline.com. That's E N. L I G N dot and we are so grateful for them for sponsoring Greg George today of Emerging Franchises as we're talking about buying into a franchise business and what you need to know, what you what you need to be aware of before you do that. Greg, I, I think one of the things, I, 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 you know, any business is a risk. I think that's the first first thing that people need to understand is that any business that you whether you're starting a business or you're buying a franchise you're putting something at risk when you when you spend your money and there's a lot of factors you went over eight of them there's a lot of factors that go into the success of any business you know certainly the location is incredibly important you the way you market is is fun absolutely important if you're not marketing good luck with that if if your customer service, as you mentioned, you're, you said, and I quote you, your customer service should be, should I say legendary, right? Should be, I mean, there are all these factors that we know, especially we've all been to restaurants and, and, and people who are you know, watching now live and people who are listening on the podcast later. We've all been to that restaurant that is supposed to have this great reputation, but the service is bad or it's in an out of the way place. And or whatever the case may be, that there's all these factors that go into the success of, a, of, of any business, much less a restaurant business. And, and then franchising, which I, I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong here, Greg, but I would assume that franchising is supposed to kind of make the whole thing easier because it's kind of like buying a package, right? I mean, when if I'm buying into a franchise, I'm assuming... Especially a restaurant franchise that you do, I'm assuming I can buy a package where they've got, uh, you know, all the, you know, all the kitchens already preset. I could buy that package of preset kitchen stuff so that it could be set up, you know, after I build it out. I'm assuming that that's all been kind of planned out so that you don't, you're not having to figure it out. Am I right?
2: Like I said, you need the passion and the cash, okay. the real estate, the training the systems, the operations, all of that is, it's already been done. I mean, some of the brands I work with have been in business 35 to 60 years. Mm-hmm. So definitely expect all of those services when buying in a franchise, whether it be a retail shoe store or cell phone shop or whatever it may be or a restaurant, finding a location you know all the brands I work with that's, we put all our resources and time into that mm-hmm. big time so you should expect all of what you just described mm. in a franchise situation
1: mm. so w- one of the things that one of the things that is just a, kind of rolling around in my head when it comes to to franchising is what I was thinking about, I watched a read about a number. This was, I guess, a year or two ago that said that the reason that ninety-five percent of businesses fail is because they're undercapitalized. Is is that number pretty true?
2: Oh yeah, I can't tell you over the years how many people, you know, just especially with some of the startup brands, you know, the people buying in early, you know, they think they have enough money, but they don't. Know, they get the place open, don't realize they need payroll for 90 days right. or marketing money. Again, these things kind of come up at the end sometimes on certain brands, not the brands I work with because we fully vet people, make sure they do have the capital right. to you know make it in the startup phase. But uh, the death of any franchise is uh, lack of capital to carry you through
1: mm. your initial opening you know, time for sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think again, I think it goes back to, we get so excited about the idea of owning a franchise that I, I think we forget that there's, you got to count the cost, literally count the cost on these things. Because if you don't, if you don't, you're in trouble, (laughs) you know? So that's, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm, I think people have got to start thinking through this, and I'm sure you see it all the time, is, you know, as you're interviewing folks, you know, th- have they really thought through this idea of buying into a franchise? Have you really counted the cost? Have you really thought through it? Have you really, you know, you know because I, I think, again, it's exciting. I mean, it, I, you have to admit, you've been doing this for 17 plus years. There is some excitement about owning your own business, especially, you know, and I don't care if, if it's a franchise, you know, it's exciting.
2: I love, you know, getting excited with people, hearing the excitement in their voice, and and it is. But you're right, Jay. You have to be. You have to know what you're getting into. And you know, we we have some parameters we use with people. I mean, I think this will be very helpful for your audience to get into franchise. You've got. I mean, nobody writes a check to open up a restaurant or a retail place. They just don't do it. They get funding through bank or have partners, investors, whatever. But normally it's banking. Most of the time it's an SBA-backed loan. So the basic requirements for anyone to get in any kind of franchise is you're going to have to have a 675 credit score and approximately 20 to 25% liquid capital of what the proposed startup investment is, which will include setting things up, operating money, all the things we're talking about right, right now. That number if it's two hundred grand, you know, you need forty to fifty thousand dollars.
1: Mm. Mm. Just to get started. That's right. Just to get it off the ground. Mm.
2: The franchise is going to cost twenty five thousand. Right. Then you're going to need a rent. Let's just say you move in the rent that you get first and last payment. Let's say that's eight grand. Well, right there, you're almost thirty five thousand right. dollars. The fifteen thousand just train riding money, operating capital. Right. And so you know, again, you need twenty. That's just to secure an SBA back loan. Wow.
1: Yeah. See, this is the stuff we don't think about. You know, we just think we just think. Oh, you know. You know, as long as I could secure three or four hundred thousand dollars, yeah, you know, I'm good. You know, I don't need to worry, right? But it, it's it just doesn't work that way. It's, Let me interrupt you, Jay. Sure. One of the
2: things that people have to realize if they get into this game of franchising is so. Let's say you invest the money. You know, there. But but the company that you bought the franchise from, they've been in business a long time, and you know. The, they're not. They're making X amount of dollars, but they're not paying a bank note right. for a loan. They're not paying a six percent royalty. Right. They're not paying an advertising fee. Right. So they're going to make X amount of money. Well, when you open up a franchise, you've got to be able to pay that bank note. You know your rent and your employees and all that. But you also got a loan you got to pay, mm. and then you got to pay royalties. Right. So all these things have to factor into the equation before you know if it's a right you know, a right
1: match. Right. Because there's more to it than just putting up the money and the money will come. Right. Yeah. No, I yeah, that makes so much sense. We're talking with Greg George. He is owner, founder, president of Emerging Franchises. He's been doing this for over seventeen years, helping people invest in franchises, finding investors for franchises. He is worth both work both national and international franchises and he is talking to us today about franchising and and uh, it's just a wealth of information. He will be on the Jzo.com website. I'll have all his links there that you can contact him if you're interested and you have questions about investing in a franchise or maybe you know you've thought through this and you've got the extra capital and you want to, get into the franchise business and you just uh, don't know where to start. Well, let me tell you something. Greg has, uh, he does it all. I mean, he literally can. He will walk you through. He will talk you through if this is really the right opportunity for you or not. He is going to show you all the legalities of it. He can tell you about locations and he can literally walk you from the very beginning to uh, the very end and to help you become the most successful franchise owner that you can become. And he joins us here today on A New Direction. And we're so grateful to have them, Greg. One of the one of the things about franchising that I've got to ask is, what makes a one franchise better than another in terms of what what is it that you look for? Because you, you could represent you know more franchises than you represent, but clearly you look for particular franchises that you like to represent. I know that you like the restaurant business, so let's stay there. What to you makes a good franchise business that you represent
2: it's got to be with me it's got to be unique and different
1: Okay, you know if you're
2: looking for a hardy's i'm not the guy to call right if you you know i don't like dated brands the old stuff people are tired of it eating habits are changing sure. millennials have daddy's credit card they're spending the money <laughs> so i am attracted to very unique concepts that you just you can't get it anywhere else right Uh, you know concepts that are fresh Right. not you know uh, i just i'm all about exciting concepts that have the eight things they got to have those eight things for me to touch them number one but it's got to be unique different from just examples of one of my concepts it's it's oversized sushi rolls and sushi tacos and sushi donuts nobody on this uh, podcast has ever heard of that right. okay right. another is a dumpster cleaning business that cleans commercial dumpsters and uh, people don't realize there's a dumpster behind every building right and we our, our company has the patent on the the process and the vehicle that does that from oh. barbershop businesses that you know are resurgent right now so it's a variety of things, but I only go with the, with the brands that have those eight things right. and are exciting and have room to grow. Try to buy a subway today. You can't. There's no territory there. Right. Try to get a McDonald's. You're not getting one. Right. Try to get a Five Guys Burgers or Jimmy John's. You're not getting one because the territories are sold out. Right. That's why the name of my company is Emerging Franchises. Right. I work with brands that have room to grow and that are Oh. exciting and make money.
1: That's awesome. Okay, so this you made a really great point that I bet nobody is thinking about right now, and that is, oh well, why don't I just you know McDonald's been around forever. Why don't I just buy a McDonald's? But you just have just you just said it. There's there's Not no territory it. available. <laughs> this is, you, you, I get it. You want to buy a Subway? Good luck with that. You're going to have to take over somebody else's Subway because there's no territory all the territories are sold out oh what a great point Greg that people 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 don't think about that which makes your which which I think makes your company more attractive emerging franchises because you're looking for the new the different that meet those eight those eight things that you talked about early in the show and by the way folks we will we will post those eight things that Greg talked about in terms of and, and here's just a few of them. You know, location, marketing, uh, legendary service. Uh, you know, we'll 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 we'll, post, we'll repost those out um, um, for you so that you can find out what those things are. But I I think that is absolutely so critical that you're not that you're coming up with franchises that you like that are unique and different. But isn't that what marketing is all about anyway, isn't it? That it's easier to market yourself when you're unique and different versus marketing yourself as every other McDonald's.
2: I mean, everybody that's on this podcast, I don't think anybody has ever heard of a brand that they serve two products, alcoholic and non-alcoholic ice cream, (laughs) and alcoholic and non-alcoholic milkshakes. (laughs) There's not a franchise out there. Mine is, Bull Creamery. Right. Okay, And that is unique and different. You know, how many ice cream shops does anybody know that have gone out of business? Oh,
1: Very few. Right, right. Yogurt shops, it was a fad. Right. Millions of them. Right. Right. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't figure that one out, Greg. You Help me figure this one out because I couldn't figure out all the yogurt shops. And then they were doing this yogurt shop where it was basically like a self-serve yogurt shop. That's how, that's much, right. how much yogurt would you have to sell just to pay for the light, light bill and rent?
2: Oh, uh, When the yogurt game was hot, uh, you know, seven or eight years ago, these stores were making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Seriously? Because it's got to, absolutely. But what happened was there was 50 frozen yogurt franchise companies right. Right. and then all the mom and Paul's, so there was one on every street corner and it, it lost its, you know, luster, basically. And it was just an overcrowded market, and it crashed,
1: and everybody went out of business. It, it, it's so true. I, I I watched here in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I'm located, I was watching all these frozen yogurt stores. Literally, it seemed like they were on, not just on on, on, on a corner on one street, they were literally on the same street across the, each other on the corners. And I was like, I remember going, how are you going to survive this? There's too many of you. There's you're, there's no way there's that much yogurt being eaten by people. You, you can't eat as much yogurt as you have. And then it did. It is literally like all of a sudden they were just gone. Like one day, it was like you woke up and... All these yogurt places are gone. Why did you get into this business, Greg, in the first place?
2: Hmm, man, what a question. To, actually, I before I got into the franchise game, I was building, designing, and furnishing coffee shops, cigar shops, cigar lounges all over the world. And I hated franchising because, quite frankly, I couldn't make any money on it. Because the people, the franchisors beat you down so bad, you didn't make any profit. And, you know, I was just led to North Carolina. An old business uh, acquaintance of mine called me one day and said, look, i got two locations. I'm going to franchise it. You are the best salesman I've ever known. We need somebody to help us grow the company. And would you come up and meet with my partners and I? And I came in from Florida. And by the time I got home the next day, I had an offer FedEx to me, and I knew nothing about the franchise industry. And I came in green, and in about uh, 22 months, I'd sold 300 franchises for this brand. Wow. And once I got the fever, I just, you know, I haven't been able to set it down Good for since. You.
1: Now, the just so that people understand did this didn't did this come later in life for you when you decided to do this or how old were you when you started? Well, well I'm I'll be 57 next month so I was you know 40 so it was a little later it was this the, the, the reason why that's important the reason why I think that's important is because I think sometimes people feel like if they haven't figured it out by 30 that their one life is one. over Listen Ray
2: Kroc was in his 50s Colonel Sanders 60 Sam Walton, 50s. Yeah. You know, I think when people are getting in their 50s, they're just peaking. They're yeah. just starting to get rolling. At least I know that
1: for me. No, no, Greg, I'm right with you because I know that that happened to me. As soon as it wasn't until I got into my 50s that it really what happened was all of a sudden I was settled out and I kind of knew what I started to figure out what it is that my talents personality and my passions kind of align to do to find my purpose to help other people and so no i I, i'm such agreement with you and i hope the listeners i don't care how old you are whether you're really young or whether and and i've got listeners by the way who are both younger and older first of all don't get discouraged if you haven't figured it out yet because you've got time and you'll figure it out when you're supposed to figure it out i mean greg is just a prime example listen he I haven't seen the picture of the new boat that you're about to go live on, <laughs> by the way, because I've, I've seen, you know, the only thing I've seen is you live on the other boat out there off of CB. Uh, but I'm anxious to see it. I can't wait to see it. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, I, I think you're getting it this April. But it's just it's a tribute to your success and what you've been able to accomplish in a very short, really a relatively short period of time, uh, you know, building this franchise thing. I mean, you've, you've clearly have found you know, where your talents and your personality and your passions align, and it's given you a sense of purpose, I feel. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I've learned in life is to stay in my lane. And You mentioned <laughs> the boat. I love the water, but I said to myself, you know what, if I love the water and I have the resources to do it, I'm going to get a boat that I can live on that other people can live on, you right. know, fancy, right. you know, expensive, right. uh, three bedrooms. Uh, you know, something that's probably not ever been seen in Carolina beach when I'm bringing in, but I've worked hard for it and I deserve it. And, uh, I'm looking forward to life on the water.
1: That's awesome. You know, one of the things that you do in social media and you are, I mean, you've got over 50,000 followers between all your social media platforms. One of the things that I love about you is on your Instagram account and even on your Facebook account is I watch your positivity. Talk a little about that mental positivity piece and how that translates into what you do and into what, not just what you do, but in general, how that helps not just you, but helps other people in terms of thinking more positively. What does that do for you what, or could it do for somebody else?
2: Uh, I think it's key to life. I mean, you can sit around and be busted and disgusted and feeling bad and negative, or you can be positive and upbeat, smiling helping people, and I've just found, you know, having a positive attitude makes a difference in anything you do in life, from relationships, to your family, to your business, to, to everything. I mean, I have a tattoo on my hand that says, you know, be positive on my finger, so every morning I look at that mm-hmm. and see that tattoo that says, be positive, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm about. I'm known as Mr. Positive. I put off good vibes, and good vibes come back to me, and uh, I've spent the last probably 25 to 30 years of my life, um, sharing positive energy with people. And I think it's what makes people happy. I think it's good for people's health. Mm. I know it's good for people's business and, um, uh, you know, my, my go to, uh, word or my go to thoughts on a daily basis or, or be positive.
1: So when when it comes, see, I see, I'm a firm believer in that too. I believe that people who, if you're listening to us right now, uh, by the way, we're talking with Greg George. He is uh, owner, founder, CEO, president, uh, master franchise. He owns EmergingFranchises and we are talking to him today here on a new direction. And he is brought to you today by Inline Business and Brokers and uh, Inline business brokers and advisors uh, represent profitably held companies that, with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. Inline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That is their registered trademark. So when you're ready to sell your business, please contact the folks at inline.com. Uh, That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com and we are so grateful that they are sponsoring today's show of A New Direction as well as Greg George uh, who is with us talking about franchises and and also talking about life and you know philosophy of life because we're talking about he's known as Mr. Positive and when you see him online and I love him because his quotes are always positive. and I've said Greg, that you know if you're gonna spend the ed- energy being negative, you might as well spend the energy being positive <laughs> because why why waste? I mean it requires energy either way. so why not spend your energy being positive? That's just kind of my, that's just kind of my feelings about it.
2: Well, I, I agree with you 110%. It's, it takes just as much a frown as it does to smile.
1: Yeah, I, I don't under, I, listen, and, it, and let's be honest with each other here. It's not that things don't go badly, right? I mean, there, there are, there are things that go badly. I've had bad things happen in my life. But I have a choice. I, I I don't know how you how you do it, but I feel like I still have a choice of how I'm going to respond. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, it's it's how you react. You know, I used to be balls hog. You know, I would react with people and you know push them, bully them. And later in life, you know, I just I don't react anymore. Right. I do not react. I just listen and smile and. Take it all in. I think that's the key in life or business is you know actually how you do react. All right.
1: So what what do you read? What is it that you read or listen to or uh, that you that helps you grow and helps you move in your life? What what are some of the things that you? Uh, I, I
2: don't read anything from.
1: Oh my lord!
2: I, I read a lot of different books, but uh, the Richest Man in Babylon is a book that's ever been written in my 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 thoughts. I actually now I listen. I listen. I put myself to sleep with YouTube videos every night. Really? Every night I put on a Jim Rome or a Tony Robbins or a Billy Graham. I put myself to sleep and I pump in smart information into my head while I'm sleeping. Interesting. And that's really how I get my information. Interesting. As I watch, I don't watch them. I right before I go to sleep, right. I turn on the YouTube video of my choice, mostly motivational, positive right. people, Wayne, I, I, all the the best of the best. Right. And I pump that in my brain every night. And I come out every morning at 5 a.m. swinging.
1: Good for you. See, I think, you know, when I talk about people were that, to people that were four-part people, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual people, I don't think that we fully grasp this whole idea that we constantly feed our brain something. Your brain is never really asleep. Your, your brain is constantly at work. And I don't think people understand that just because you're asleep doesn't mean that your brain stopped. It didn't. You know, and, and so when you say what you're saying, I think that's I think that's just as it attributes to part of that is that you're not, you know that you're that you're just you're just saying what I've I've always believed is that you're feeding your brain even when you're not aware of it because your brain is always going.
2: Uh, you got to pump good stuff in to pump good stuff out. <laughs>
1: that's great. That's great. So let's let's get back to franchising just a little bit here, and uh, because you are you are the franchise whisperer and the franchise guru. If people want to, uh, if, if, if if, one of the things that I always ask my guests, you know, throughout is, you know, if people want to really, really, if they're really, really serious, what should be the first thing that they do? If they're really, really serious about this and they've got the money, what should be the first thing they do?
2: You got to find out again, what's going to fit their lifestyle. If they have a family, if they're single, if they, are good with their hands or they're good with communication or they're great with food or good with children or Mm. good with cleaning gutters. It doesn't matter. Find what it is they're good at Mm -hmm. and then research, Mm -hmm. do your due diligence. I mean, just type in food franchises and there'll be zillions of portals. You can look at, you know, there's 9,000 franchises out there right now, 9,000. Wow. So you can go and get into anything that you, you have a passion about if it's woodworking if it's making pizza if it's tutoring if it's uh coaching there's a zillion different kind of concepts out there that you can you know on the internet so the my first advice is go to the internet type in what it is you want just type in xyz franchise and
1: you'll be bombarded with information that's awesome i think i think one of the again i think one of the things that we we don't think about is we just don't think about how our talents, personality, and passions align, and that in franchising, it's the same thing. All those three things have still got to be in line. It's it's not about buying. It's it's not about just saying I own a business. It's about making sure that the business fits you. That that's the piece that I think that you're really bringing bringing home is is that. Probably a much of, as much as success or failure is, does the business fit who you are? Does it fit your talent profile? Does it fit your personality profile? Does it fit your passion profile? Because I, I, I can I can imagine, Greg, that it's going to fail if it doesn't.
2: Yeah, that's great. It's a great point. You know, I always say it, you know, when we have a prospective franchise partner and they come and meet with us and we've had our meeting and maybe they've eaten the food tour, the facilities, whatever. I tell them at the end when they leave because they're saying, what's next? We're excited. Right. I say, you got to go home with your wife or your business partner right. or by yourself. you got to figure out if this is a match for you. Right. Are these people, is this brand a match for you? Because it's a marriage. You know, right. It starts out with a 10-year contract. <laughs> so it's a long-term marriage. Right. So you've got to make damn sure that it's a match for your lifestyle, your personality, uh, your work ethic, all of those things. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Greg, uh, Greg Greg George has been with us here. It's almost been an hour that we've been together and it feels like 10 minutes because I've enjoyed it so much. So, uh, And he's been brought to you by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. If you're looking to sell your business or buy a business, contact our folks, our sponsor at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. It's uh, www. Of course, you don't need any more. Just enlign.com, and they're the corporate sponsor of the show. I also need to give a shout out because today's t-shirt that I'm wearing is the Island Athletic Club, which happens to be in Carolina Beach, North Carolina, owned by Jen Case. And so this week's t-shirt has been brought to you also by the Island Athletic Club. If you're down in Pleasure Island and you're looking for a place to work out, make sure you go check out Island Athletic Club. Um, Jen Case is an awesome owner and um, I train there when I'm down at Carolina Beach and I love training in that facility and I am grateful for her for supplying this so Greg before I let you go I ask every guest the same question I'm going to ask it to you if you could leave the listeners with a new direction when it comes to franchising or whatever you want to leave them with a new direction in what would you what would you say to the listeners to leave them a new direction in your expertise
2: Now, if they're thinking about this, or just owning their own business, do it. Hmm. That's my advice. Do it. Don't think. None of us are getting any younger. Take action. Do your due diligence. Find out what's a match. And if it's a match and it feels right, just go do
1: it. Make
2: it happen. Execute.
1: (laughs) I love you, man. You keep it so simple. You keep it so stinking simple, and it's so awesome. I got this big, huge smile on your face. You wait till you see the video. I got this giant smile on the face because uh, you keep it so simple, and I love it. Just get it done, do it. Hold on for a second, Greg, while I close the show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show for this week. It was Greg George. He was outstanding. He was fantastic, another great guest. And I love the simplicity of, of him and his life. His advice is priceless. It's gonna help you if you've ever been interested in franchising, just take a look at emergingfranchises.com. I'm telling you, they're, they've got some great, great franchises. I went through all of them and they're just outstanding. And they are unique and they are different and I think you're gonna love them. And if this is something for you, make sure you get a hold of Greg because he's gonna be somebody, him and his team are people that are gonna be able to help you and steer you in the right direction. As I say every week, folks, be inspired because when you're inspired, you can inspire someone else. And when they're inspired, they in turn inspire others. And when we're all doing that, we're making this world a much greater place. I thank you for joining me. I want to thank my folks in Merton, in the UK, all my UK folks. Thank you so much for listening to the show and downloading the show every week. Everybody in Sweden, thank you. Canada, thank you. Austria, Germany, all you folks, we are reaching the world. And I could not be more grateful. Thank you so much. Chicago, Illinois, you're my number one city in the U.S. to to download the show. I am so grateful for you as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, I say thank you and ciao, everybody.
0: That's yeah.